Well, we just try to approach these things and in, in, in not be in any hurry. And because uh, we find the Lord, the Lord speaks and you, you, you pick up on things when you're not in a hurry that sometimes you pass right by if you just quickly move ahead. And, it, and if we're mindful of, you know, just the opinions of, of, you know, those who, you know, think things ought to be done a certain way, then you're more apt to just quickly blow by things that the Lord might want you to see and know and do and and so that's why we take our time and it's totally okay you know sometimes if we just sit and we're quiet for a while that's okay in the presence of the Lord amen 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 praise God well uh, um, let's uh, let's take a look for a moment at, at Acts chapter 10 And I may just have a few things to say. Thank you, Lord. Acts chapter 10. I don't know if there's... I don't know if there's a lot of perfume in the house, but I sure smell a lot of sweetness in here. I mean, I, I mean that in a serious way. I've been trying to, I've been trying to stay away from it all night. I mean, for a while, uh, make sure I'm staying away from people. Because we've had it times before. The, I don't know. Does anyone anyone relate to what I'm experiencing in the house? Because you, you, you know, you might be standing next to someone who's got a nice perfume on, and you don't want to misconstrue that. But we've had times when the presence of the Lord comes in, and you smell the fragrance of heaven and so hallelujah it's been good that's why I'm trying to stay away from all these on the front row I just don't know who's wearing what and I don't want to miss Mac you wearing perfume yeah mm-hmm. hallelujah sure smells good <laughs> uh, in Acts chapter 10 Let's take a look for a moment at verse 1. Amen. Acts chapter 10 and verse 1. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment, a devout man, one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? So he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa, and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging with Simon. Now isn't that confusing? A tanner, whose house is by the sea, he will tell you what you must do. Now, uh, you know, then the angel departed and so forth. Uh, This is interesting, this story about this guy Cornelius. Because if you understand the story here, and you read the rest, we'll comment a little bit. But Cornelius is not a believer. 
He's not saved. He hasn't been born again. But he does want to be. He just doesn't know how. I mean, he wants God in his life. He just hasn't heard the gospel yet. Okay? What kind of a person is he? Well, uh, I mean, the quality of his character. He prayed a lot and he gave a lot. Okay? He prayed and he gave and he prayed and he gave. He did these things without a whole bunch of knowledge. He wasn't aware of Jesus. And it's interesting to me uh, that even though he was in that condition, he was lost. He was an unsaved person. But he was seeking after God. And he had something in his life that God took note of. He was praying constantly and he was giving. And those two factors ended up in God sending an angel to talk to him. That's interesting to me. I don't know about you, but I like to, I like steps. I like to learn. I like to see, you know, if I do this, then what happens? And if I do this, then what happens? And he prayed a lot and gave a lot and it got God's attention. That's interesting. To the point that the Lord gave him a vision. Does the Lord give visions to unsaved people? Well, that's one example right there. Would the Lord ever send an angel with a message to a lost person? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it would probably be the case that most of us are interested in angels and visions, words from God, direction from heaven, to, to find out things we don't know about, wouldn't we? Well, this is one of the things that we should be aware of, that uh, generally speaking, you'll find that God reveals himself more to people who pray. As opposed to people who are just having conversations that are natural and they're all about this earth. They're all about these relationships. No, they got to have this kind of conversation. And then also, of course, the other side of that is you tap into the character and nature and the ways of God when, you, when you're a giving person. Now, now watch. What would be the opposite of that? Is that if I can see that this person was, he was uh, giving to the poor, he was praying to God always, and he got a response from heaven, and an angel came with a message, and he had a vision. Uh, what would be a good way to not have God reveal anything to you? What would be a good way to keep angels out of your life and visions from taking place? Well, just the opposite. Don't pray much. Avoid prayer meetings like the plague. Fill your schedule full. Go from sleep to eat to work to, to, you know, to eat to television to bed and then do it all over again. Okay? That'd be a good way to keep God out of your life. Be a good way to keep Him from showing, showing you stuff. Amen. And of course, and of course, don't give. Be one of those people who get angry, gets angry at offerings. <laughs> Be one of those individuals that always griping about uh, about offerings and about giving, and you're always you're, you're you've been tripping over for years about the tithe and all that kind of stuff. Be be that person, and you can almost ensure yourself you're not going to have a whole lot of activity of heaven coming into your life. Hallelujah! You like when we do it the reverse way like that? But I see this. I see the heart of God pays attention to this. And again, the guy wasn't even saved. But an angel came and gave him a message. I think we ought to do a bunch of praying. I think we ought to do a bunch of giving. Those ought to be two stalwarts in our lives. 
two constants. That that's just who we are. Remember, remember when when Jesus happened. In fact, happened on a couple of occasions in his ministry. Of course, it was before the new birth, but the temple was a place where people would go to worship under the old covenant. And, uh, and people would buy and sell. That's what they were doing. And the people were ripping each other off. And there was a, a bunch of stuff going in there. And Jesus wasn't happy about it. Remember, and then he went in and turned over to the changers, money changers tables and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, made a whip and smack and, and all these things. And remember what he said? He said, uh, he said, my father's house shall be called a house of prayer. Now, if you come forward a little bit, fast forward in time just a, just a little bit, what's the Father's house now? It's not the building. This is just a building. We are, the, we are the, the house of God. Scripture says it this way, you are the temple of the living God. Okay? We are the house of God. So what does that mean? You are to be called a house of prayer. All right? So what, what, what are you all about? Well, prayer. That's, that's the Lord's description of who we are. Now, that pleases Him when you talk to Him a lot. It pleases Him when, when you have conversation with Him a lot. And uh, and multiple ways, of course, pray. We, if you're filled with the Spirit and speak in tongues, that does, a, that does a great deal of good to pray in the Holy Ghost a lot. But that's not the only way. Hey, Melody said something to me the other day. We were just talking. I was like, yeah. And then I thought about it a lot afterwards. And uh, there's one thing to, it's one thing to, to, to pray and spend time praying in the Spirit. And I do that a lot. But it's a whole other thing just to have conversation with the Father too. And just talk to Him. Two different types of prayer. They're both important and valuable. God values that. You see that? He values generosity. Helping others. Giving. He values a whole lot when you'll pray a lot because you and I, we are a house of prayer. That's what we are. So what are you about? I'm about prayer and, and giving. I like to talk to my Father in heaven and give stuff away. Yeah. <laughs> what does that produce? Heaven in my life. It produces visitation. It produces God reveals things to me. And if he did that to a, an unsaved person, how much more will he talk to his children? And how much more will the Father, as Jesus said, give good things to those who ask? Yeah, but that's what we're about. This relationship and giving. And God moves when we do. God moves in a church that, that is that way. Yeah. I mean, if we could have two things that were really strong, I know there's others, and thank God for a lot of good things happening. If there were two things that we, it would be real helpful in the world and in our lives in the kingdom, that if we were real strong in as a church, is that we prayed a lot. Whether that's individually, corporately, preferably both in some different times. If we prayed a lot and we gave a lot. Yeah. I, I can see how that opens that opens windows of heaven. I can see how that opens the Spirit up to us for Him to do things in our lives that, man, so many people long for and they wish, but they, don't, they, don't, they won't do like this guy did. What happened again? He sent an angel and he said, 
you need to go talk to Peter. Isn't that interesting that he said you need to go talk to Peter? How come they, didn't the angel know about Jesus being raised from the dead? Didn't the angel know? Didn't he know? Why, why didn't he just say, Cornelius, say it after me? <laughs> I see that hand, Cornelius. <laughs> why, why didn't, why, you know why he didn't do that? Because how many know the angel was not, angels are not commissioned to preach the gospel? Jesus said to, the, to us, by, through extension of the church, to, through the disciples, he said, go, you go into all the world and you preach the gospels. Angels don't preach the gospel, we do. That's why when the angel showed up to Cornelius' house, the angel couldn't tell him how to get saved. What did the angel do? He had to make a connection and send him over to Peter. But you'd see how this works if you read through there. When this happened, uh, well, let's, uh, let me see, let me find, let me find it. Um, Verse 9, the next day, as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour, and he became very hungry and wanted to eat, but while they made ready, he fell into a trance. He fell into it. Now, what do you mean, what do you mean he fell into a trance? Uh, a trance is when, how, how can I describe it? Uh, he, it literally means he fell over bodily. So he's hungry, he wanted to eat, but he fell into a trance. He fell over, boom, and he's in a trance. He's, his, his, uh, his physical body and its abilities are suspended, and he's only aware of the things of God. In this trance, he sees a vision. Okay, now what triggered the trance? Cornelius did. Why did Peter fall into a trance? Well, if you read the story, that's when he had a vision there of the, of the unclean animals. And the Lord said to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. And for a Jew, they couldn't eat bacon, right? They couldn't eat sausage. <laughs> they, they, they couldn't eat all these things. They were, that was unclean, ceremonial, unclean. So he said, no, Lord, I, I've never eaten anything common or unclean. And the Lord said, don't call common or unclean what I have cleansed. And he got a revelation in this. Not only were they free from the dietary laws of the Old Testament, but also what we were saying is, I'm bringing in the Gentiles. So we got this Gentile, this heathen Cornelius, who prays to God and gives, gets God's attention, right? God sends an angel to him. He says, you need to go see Peter. But he's got to set this up on the other side too. You know what I see in this? This is how divine appointments work. And when one person prays, one person does the right thing, God's going to send someone else. Okay? But Cornelius initiated this, and Peter's getting ready to eat one day, and boom, he falls over, and he's laying out there seeing stuff. And he gets up, and, 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 and he, he, he gets out of the trance. And by the way, this is, this say, that sounds weird. Trances. Well, that's probably because we don't see enough of it. But it's, you can see it's New Testament stuff. This is normal for the church. So for people to fall into a, a trance today and have visions, well, that's just one of, the, that's one of the things that God does. It's one of the ways He reveals Himself and, and gives people uh, direction and so forth. So we should, these things should not seem strange to us or you know, foreign. This is right here in the Word. But what happened as they went along then, Peter got up from the trance and he's thinking about that. And then the Spirit of God speaks to him. It's interesting, different revelations, different ways. The Spirit of God said, three people, three, three men are seeking you. You know, go with them. 
you can trust them, basically. You, you know, uh, just go with them, do this. And basically, so he went with them, and they walked, and, and I think it was four days later when they actually had the meeting, and it was Cornelius and all his friends and all his family, and they had a big group there, and there Peter, he shows up and says, well, what do you guys want? <laughs> And he, he recounted the story, how the angel came to him, appeared, and they, he preached the gospel to him, shared with him. And as he's talking, the Holy Spirit fell upon them, and bam, just like it did, did to them at the beginning, and God moved in a whole bunch of people's lives. Say, were they all praying? Were they all giving? I don't know that necessarily, but I can see how one person, when they'll get their act together, man, a whole bunch of others can be influenced and blessed by God. I think sometimes we underestimate uh, the influence we could potentially have on family, on friends, on people around us. I tell you, if you'll do business with God and see yourself as a house of prayer, a generous person before God, and let Him move in your life and you call on His name. I know we're already saved, so we're already ahead of Cornelius. And so we're, uh, but, but we receive revelation and God will move in our lives and He'll speak to others that will cause a divine connection and divine appointments will happen. We'll meet the right people at the right place at the right time. And, uh, and, and, and when that happens, other people are blessed. Amen. And other people are helped and other people will receive. Someone's got to go first, you know. Someone's got to take a step. Someone's got to, uh, someone's got to be the initiator. I, you know, I don't want to just, just want to be the person who just gets caught up in it. And, uh, you know, when, I don't know if that makes sense. I'd rather be, uh, I'd rather have something to do with it. I'd rather be one of the prayers. Because it seems to me that one person can initiate this. That one person can call out. One person can do the right thing. One person can go first and God will respond and many, many other people will be impacted. It's interesting to me that Peter wasn't even, when he fell into the trance, he wasn't even, to my knowledge, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't praying or anything like that. He was just starving. Like, hurry up with the food, you guys. He was very hungry. What was on his mind? You know, tacos was, (laughs) or, you know, whatever they ate back then. Probably not carnitas, I guess. (laughs) But he was hungry. So he's just dealing with natural stuff. And then the Spirit of God moved on him. I think when we, when, when we maintain a lifestyle that is this way of, of prayer and generosity, we're following the plan of God for our lives, uh, that the Lord will do things more unexpected. There's times you get stuff when you're praying and you, you get answers and direction when you're praying. But I found a lot of times, a lot of times I get stuff when I'm not praying. A lot of times God will leave me or show me things are... I'll, I'll have a divine appointment or something like that. And I was just hungry. <laughs> Why'd you end up at this restaurant right at this time? The smell. <laughs> Smelled good. Wow, it was a divine appointment. Could that be? Happened with this guy. Happened with Peter. Amen. Amen. So, here's the deal. I mean, I think that's the, that's the last thing. For tonight, but you know, we're coming up on some meetings this next week, and uh, for all the all the guys on Saturday, hope none of you guys miss out. Everyone, if you guys don't have a ticket yet, because there's a meal involved, there's meals before and after. It's Saturday morning. 
But we're doing a special deal with Jay Hoskins on Saturday. And uh, be good. Be good if you could come. Why? Man, I tell you, you get something stirring and something happening in a few. You can light a fire in a bunch. It really can. I mean, I know even tonight, you know, this is, it's a, you know, a small part of how many people are in our church. But I tell you, when we experience God like we did tonight and just worship in His presence and hearing words from heaven, and uh, man, it, it has the potential to light up the rest of the place. And then and beyond, beyond our walls for sure. And so we're coming into a time this Saturday and Sunday, and we're doing all those meetings next week, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, those revival services with Jay Hoskins. I think we can go in, you know, with momentum. And I think we already have it, but I think we can go in taking the, even this word. Let this be your heart. Let this be your heart. Let your heart be for Him. Be seeking out, seeking after God, not like you're not saved, but kind of like, like you're not saved. In this regard, the relational element can go further. Knowledge of Him can, can, can increase. Knowledge of the kingdom can increase. Being used by God, it can increase. And we're seeking after God, we're talking to Him about it every day. Yeah, we pray things out in the Spirit, but we just talk to Him and say, Father, I know this is Your will. This is what I want too. I want this. I desire this in my life and in the church and the, for the Treasure Valley to be smacked. Bam! With the glory of God. Huh? And be, a, be of a generous heart. Always be looking. Always be looking. Who, what can I give to? I'm not just talking about offerings at church. I'm talking about a lifestyle. I mean, how many times do you, do you put money in someone's hand as you're led? That should be normal. Normal, for, I'm not talking just anyone, but be led. But you have a, when you have a generous heart, God can speak to you and deal with you and you'll follow it. But if you don't have this heart, you won't hear that or you'll resist, the, resist it like it's the devil. <laughs> I rebuke that thought. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, God is good, and I think we can. Go, I think we can go into these things. This thing next week with some, some like I said, some momentum, some uh, some spiritual activity that's rumbling underneath the surface, and we can have an explosion of God's power, an explosion of the move of the Spirit to where the Lord adds daily to the church those that are saved. Amen.